Jenny broke up with me on Instagram. So I said, Excuse me! She's pro wrestling's queen of mean. But behind the scenes, she's got a heart of gold and a lifetime of experiences. From no-holds-barred tales of her relationships and rivalries to conversations with A-list superstars, the real Vicky Guerrero is ready to talk. Welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Excuse me! Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Obviously, I'm not Vicky. I'm Jerry Strauss, her faithful producer, occasional co-host, and Vicky is on the road this week with AEW, but I wanted to pop on here and thank each and every one of you for making last week's episode of Excuse Me one of our biggest ever. It was me coming back to the show for a long time. Uh, what a great time it was getting back on the show with Vicky to talk all about her arrival in AEW. Clearly a lot of people interested in that story, and the story is just getting started. So keep on checking in here on the show uh, in the weeks to come. We'll be talking a lot more about Vicky's adventures in AEW. Uh, cheap plug for myself, of course. You can also catch me every week on my own podcast, The Laugh Track with Jerry Strauss, where we talk uh, to uh, your favorite stars from the funniest shows on TV, past, present, and future. Uh, this week, uh, we are dropping an episode with Jim O'Hare from Parks and Rec. You know him as Jerry. Damn it, Jerry. And next week, we got another big one with Jody Sweeten from Full House. We've had stars from Seinfeld, Friends, uh, The Office. You name it, you love it. We've got them on the show. Uh, so check us out at our website, laughtrackpod.com, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. You can catch our podcast just like you can catch, excuse me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Subscribe, rate, review, and tell friends and family. Spread the word about both of our shows because that's how we make them bigger. It's all thanks to you guys. As for Excuse Me This Week, we're going to bring you a classic. You know, we talked last week about how the seeds for Vicky's arrival in AEW may have kind of been planted during last year's Jericho Cruise, of course, the big Chris Jericho-fueled event that went to the high seas for several days, bringing the best of music and wrestling, and, of course, a big, healthy dose of AEW and... One of the big highlights was Vicky and her opportunity to record a live version of Excuse Me featuring the ladies of AEW. Not only was referee Aubrey Edwards there, Penelope Ford was there. Oh my goodness, it was a, a who's who of the women's roster, Dr. Britt Baker, of course, and one Nyla Rose. So... Let's revisit this conversation, and you might be able to pinpoint exactly where the idea came up. Hey, what if Vicky Guerrero were to manage Nyla Rose? And all these months later, it comes to fruition. Amazing how things work. So let's go back to the Jericho Cruise, simpler times, if you will, and a whole lot of fun on board with the ladies of AEW and Vicky Guerrero here on Excuse Me. Podcast. Um, I'm Vicki Guerrero, as y'all know. <laughs> no, so um, I just want to remind everyone that our episodes release every Thursday. We're on Google, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, even Spreaker. And um, I just appreciate you guys if you could download and uh, you know check out the episodes. And Chris Jericho had uh, called me and said, you know, do you want to do your podcast? And I was like. Yeah, I would love to. And he goes, you can pick any guest you want. And I was like, so I'm looking through all the photos and seeing who's on the cruise. And I was like, well, can I have five? And he's like, sure, Guerrero, which five do you want? I said, I want the beautiful ladies of AEW. How's that for y'all? Yeah, we couldn't have all of them. I mean, just a lot of scheduling conflicts. But 
I think you can be really happy. I want to thank Six Man Crew. They're so good to us and also Norwegian. And of course, Chris Jericho. Let's give him applause. Okay, so shall we start? All right. All right, so the first one that we're going to introduce is one-third of the trio of the Butcher, Blade, and the Bunny. Let's introduce Allie. Hi. Okay, next, we have the number one woman in my book who is the referee for AEW. I mean, she is killing it out there. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Aubrey. <laughs> Look how sexy she looks. Look at that. <laughs> okay, and now we have a doctor in the house. Dr. Britt Baker. Okay, now I have the super bad girl. You ready for this? <laughs> Penelope Ford! Okay, so I have some beef with this girl and we'll explain later. <laughs> the native beast, Nyla Rose! explain her her necklace but don't they look beautiful for you guys today yeah. absolutely okay all right guys so I wanted to talk first how I got to meet Nyla so we were in a celebrity tournament on the first night of the cruise and of course Nyla is fierce and strong and we were on opposite teams <laughs> so I thought I would do some little mental games on her to psych her out because I thought I'm not gonna bowl as strong as she is. And so <laughs> I was giving her, you know, just, you know, just a lot of anguish and psychology, you know, because I am a good at I'm trying to cheat as much as I can. <laughs> and, uh, and so she obviously won. Wait, hold on, don't, don't put that down right now. No, but she, we had a good time, didn't we? We did, we did. Yeah. I think your plan backfired. I was so nervous. So like, instead of focusing on the game, I was just focusing on you. And that, that took my mind out of it, and, and I, I think I did okay. Yeah, we had, um, I have a YouTube channel, so I had my team, and I did a huge promo on her, I, and then we focused on her team, they looked depressed and scared. But I think at the, well, at the end, she won. It was a really good game, though. You were, yeah, it was, it was close, she had me sweating. Yeah. Let's, let's give it up for Vicky, she bowled a hell of a game. Yeah. A lot of strikes. But. No, but so she won the celebrity bowling tournament with her team. Is any of her team here? Is anyone? 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 Oh, they didn't show up for you. No. <laughs> or okay. me. Okay. They partied yeah, too hard. Right. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. So congratulations Thank on you. that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. So we're going to have, this is going to be a really fun podcast. I want y'all to get to know the ladies. And this is just important to me because not only do I, I love these women to watch them every Wednesday, but... It's a good product. AEW is just, it's fun and it's, I mean, I'm a fan and I love, I love um, how they value the superstars and, and they've come so far within, within the year that they started. And I'm really just so proud of all of you guys. Um, why don't you tell a little bit, yeah, come on. So what I wanna ask you is if each of y'all could just let us know how your life has changed since being signed with AEW. So, uh, Ali, why don't you go first? Um, wow, okay, that's a good question. Um, I, well, first, I'm just like, I'm just so happy to be here. I know that sounds so cheesy, but when I got the call that, um, you know, AEW was interested and they wanted to sign me, I cried. I literally bawled my eyes out because this is where I wanted to be. This was the goal. So, um, yeah, and now I have my husband with me, which is like, I, it's hard to put into words how cool it is to be able to live my dream and then to be able to live my dream with my husband with me is just, it's mind-blowing. Y'all know who her husband is, right? The Blade. 
Yes, yes. he is my husband. Yeah, yes. just, yeah. So how, how is, well, we'll get into that later, but I mean, it's got to be weird because you not only live with your husband, but you got to go to work with him and then you got to listen to him in the ring. And it's <laughs> well, I think he listens to me more than there I listen go. to him. There you go. <laughs> Um, well, we actually, um, we, we toured the Indies together. So we've been working together for almost 10 years. Um, so we, you know, we've kind of shared our life outside the ring and inside the ring for such a long time that now it just feels, you know, it's like a warm blanket every time I go to the ring with him. Oh, that's sweet. Go ahead, Aubrey. Oh, man. Um, sorry, I sound like a chain smoker, but really it's because I've been yelling at people for three days. So. <laughs> um, yeah. The best part is they have to listen to me. That's empowering. Um, um, it's international waters, no laws. We hey, don't have to listen uh, to you. I'm sorry, you backed up yesterday, so hold up. <laughs> I like it, I like it a uh, lot. Anyway, um, so before AEW, I was a producer in the video game industry, which is totally like very different, right? So I was doing that Monday through Friday and then working the indies Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes Thursday. So I was basically working like two jobs and it was really stressful and difficult. I wasn't sleeping, I was eating like crap. So getting signed by AEW, it's like now it's my full-time job and we, we have a very cushy schedule. Like we're, my commute's two days a week and I work one day a week. Um, but it's like I get to sleep more, I get to see my husband more, I get to um, work out more, I get to eat more, uh, eat better. Like it's just, I feel better, like I'm happier, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Uh, I'm mentally, physically, and emotionally so fulfilled by what AEW is doing because um, they really do take care of us. It's, it's been a blast. I, I'm just, you know, Aubrey was on my uh, podcast. Yes. And she's only trained as a referee for two years. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. It's been kind of wild. It happened very fast. Yeah. You're just badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love when you yell at the guys. I'm just like, yes, yell at them some more. It's fun. It's fun. Good. Go ahead, Britt. Um, well, I total opposite. My schedule is not easier. And actually, any time someone yells Adam Cole when I have the stage, that is like the biggest insult ever because he's not here. So what's the point? But anyway, well done. that was one well free pass, and now no more. I'm literally going to charge whoever says it next. Good no. for you. Uh, no, Brit's but in charge of her own success. She's not riding the coattails of her boyfriend. Right. So it's disrespectful. Right. To his side, her with another guy. Like, he's a great guy. Let's be right. real. Right. Like, he is a wonderful person. He's a wonderful person, but Britt is here because of Britt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, and I think most of the time fans don't even mean it in, like, an insulting oh, no, way. No. They just get excited. They're like, hey, I love your boyfriend, too. And we all, I mean, we all love him. But he's pretty great. That's not, that's not me. So go to, go to Full Sail on Wednesday nights and share his name as loud as you want. That's, <laughs> or, but I would not recommend it. I would say probably come to AEW Dynamite instead. <laughs> The but real no, Wednesday Night back, Wars. Back On TNT the, at, at uh, 7 Central Time. Yeah, yes. we're in Cleveland. <laughs> but no, my schedule has gotten so much crazier because I'm literally never not working. I'm either traveling for AEW or I'm in the dental office. So it's, it's nonstop, but it's the best kind of busy you can be because you're, I'm living out literally both of my dreams. So... Um, I, on that end, I, I couldn't ask for another for a better for a better boss than Tony Khan. He's so 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 he's easy the absolute to work best. With. Um, and on and on the on, uh, again opposite of, of Ali, my boyfriend is on the other on the other brand. So we don't we don't have that luxury of getting to work together. You know our schedules are kind of crazy, but at the same time it, it brings us closer together. And you know, uh, Britt was on my podcast, and her schedule is. She gets the latest flight out on Tuesdays. Yep, the absolute latest flight possible Tuesday night, Wrestle Wednesday, and then Thursday, it's pretty much always a 5 a.m. flight out of there. Which is good, though. Right, yeah. right. And then you well, ride back into the office. Yep, and then I get off the plane, go straight to the office, and work a 10-hour day. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's well, that, tough. That, but, that's dedication. Yeah. Right, but it's, it's great. I get to do it all, so. Okay, go ahead, Penelope. Well, my life has changed a lot. Um, I had a full-time job, and now I got to quit it, and I get to pursue this, which is a huge dream. It's just something I never thought would ever happen. And I used to just wrestle on the weekends, and I, that, was, that was a dream. Like, it was just amazing to be an independent wrestler and to come here and 
just showcase myself in front of so many people and just show who I am really just empowers myself. I feel amazing and I, I get to eat healthy. Yes. And you have no idea how good I that get is. to play with my dog. Way less talk about and you I know, get to play a lot of games and I get to work with my boyfriend, yay. Kip Sabian, which is really just so awesome. And I know that a lot of us have shared guys in the ring, you know, as a character point of view, but that's why I love this because I, that was my highlight was to manage guys in the ring and to, and to have that common, you know, interest with you guys. I just, all, all power to you guys. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Nyla. <laughs> Um, it's, so it's funny, like, my life has definitely changed, you know, in all the same ways. Um, but, like, I find uh, it interesting in, like, the minor ways that it's changed. Like, like I could actually afford a pedicure for this. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, like, little things like that. Um, but I, I'm just so grateful that for the first time, I should say on U.S. soil, like when I went to Japan, I felt very appreciated, but it's definitely changed in a way where like for the first time, I feel appreciated as a wrestler, as a performer in the U.S. So that wouldn't happen without you guys. So I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yes. That's, that's probably the biggest thing for me. Yeah, and I, it's important. I always thank the fans for this because without you guys, we can't do the work that we love, you know? And, and, like the Jericho Cruise, you know, you guys make this happen. So that's really important that the appreciation goes back to you guys. For sure, for sure. Okay, let's go to another question. Name something from your bucket list that you plan to do this year. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm gonna stomp them today. Okay, Nyla, do you have something? Well. I think the obvious for me is have that AEW's Women's Championship around my waist. I mean, that is a late addition to the bucket list. You know, I added it last year when we had a championship. You added it October 3rd. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, Nyla, I mean, if you have the strength in the bronze and I could be in your corner, what do you think the fans would think if I ever got to manage her? You never know. You never know. I, I think that is a definite way to get that title around my waist. Yeah. But then we'll celebrate with an old school bucket list item, helicopter tour. Oh, oh we can even hog hunt with that and yes. shoot some guns. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I have two, actually. Um, speaking of that, I want to ref a women's title match because that's the one I haven't yet. It's coming full circle here. It's coming we full circle. It all works. <laughs> I'll yell at you during it, so that'll all work out great. Um, my second one, um, like finding like goals and whatnot, like I've done a lot in the last year and AEW has been really good for me and giving me opportunities. So I feel like as a, there's obviously very few women referees, but the thing that I want to do this year is help as many up and coming female referees on the indies as possible. Uh, because representation matters and seeing people that look like you on TV makes it known that you like, oh yeah, I can do that, no problem, of course. Like she doesn't take any crap from dudes, I shouldn't take any crap from dudes. So I've started reaching out to other women, watching their tapes, giving them feedback, just because it's really hard to ask someone for help. So it's a lot easier when someone is actively looking to help you. So I just wanna make the industry better. That's my goal this year. Yeah, that's really good. And I think it's also just empowering the knowledge that we have, because someone, you may not think it's important to give that advice, but Everyone can always learn something each day. I learned something this week. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you because it kills the business, but <laughs> I learned a lot. No, because, you know, when I was just starting WWE, I didn't know anything. I wasn't a wrestler. I, I was a housewife. I was married to Eddie, and I raised my two girls. So to come into this business, I had, you know, just a lot of help. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But it's when you, when you open your heart to opportunity and advice and knowledge, you can pass that on to others. I think that's really important. Yeah. Okay, so who's next? Penelope, what is your bucket list? I'm stumped, because I, I checked mine off uh, last night. You, okay, so what, what, oh. well, so it is this year, so what'd you do? Uh, intergen uh, intergender tag team yeah. with uh, Kip yeah, Sabian. Yeah, that's right. That First, was dope. Kenny Omega and Rio, like. And that match was incredible. Like, it Thank was very you. good. Yeah. <laughs> well done. 
Okay, so I guess this is not really like a bucket list, but I'm gonna say like a goal. Can I say a goal? Okay, a goal. I have two goals. Okay, the first goal is I really want to see my boys, the Butcher and the Blade, work their way up and win those tag championships. I really do, and I wanna say, uh, I'm just, I know it sounds so corny and I sound so cheesy, but I'm so, so proud of both of them. Because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Andy, which is the butcher, um, is in a band called Every Time I Die. And I didn't know that. Yes, and he's been touring for, gosh, like 15 or 20 years with Every Time I Die. And um, he missed his very first show with Every Time I Die in 20 years to be at Bash at the Beach. And he literally wrestled that match and got on a plane and went to Germany to k be part of the tour and perform with Every Time I Die. And it was his dream, his dream to be a professional wrestler and to be a part of that and watch him live his dream is just, oh my God, it is the coolest thing ever. And then The Blade has been wrestling for 20 years, 20 years. And this is the first like really big opportunity that he's had in 20 years of wrestling. Um, so to see them become champions would be, oh my God, it would be the coolest thing ever. Well, this broadcast is gonna be released either next week or the following week, so we'll have some people from AEW listen to that. Yeah, listen, listen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Britt. Okay, I have two. One is, is, is like small scale, but for me, I think it's really important. Um, I was just talking to Cody last night, actually, how I, at one point, would love to work with every single one of our agents. Um, we primarily yes. work with yes. Kenny and Dustin, who are absolutely fantastic. Dustin is, Dustin is. Uncle Dustin is the best ever. The I just best. want to say yeah. that. Hands down. <laughs> Love Uncle Dustin. But I also, like, sitting next to Jerry Lynn and, and just the feedback he has, Dean Malenko. I mean, we have so many, Arn Anderson, so many people that I just want to pick their brains apart. So that's definitely something, you know, I would love to just every single one of them really utilize them. Um, probably bigger scale, not super realistic. I am a big um, Big Mac advocate, and I love Big Macs, but I take out the middle bun because I don't. I think it's extra. You don't it's need it. There's a lot of flavor going on. You don't need the middle bun, and I would love to ha to ha to work with McDonald's one day and and put together the Brit Mac <laughs> with a Big Mac with no Brit middle bun. <laughs> Isn't that just a double that cheeseburger? That is the wildest goal I've ever. <laughs> the, the Brit the Brit Mac the is Brit a double Mac. cheeseburger. Right? The Brit Mac. The Brit Mac. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so in, in Houston, where I live, we have Whataburger. So I was. Whataburger! Yeah, yeah so. I, but I, I'll do a Big Mac every once in a while. And it's a guilty, very guilty pleasure. Yeah. You gotta have one. What, what is your guilty pleasure, Nyla? My guilty pleasure? Um, Wendy's. Wendy's. Wendy's, the Baconator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Penelope, what's yours? Chocolate. Chocolate. Are we are we talking food? Yeah. Do you have a different guilty pleasure? Okay. <laughs> Yo, listen. I, whew, I am an Oreo fanatic. I mean, I could eat Oreo. I eat them like chips. I can't keep them in my house because I will just sit there with a box of Oreo and freaking crush them. Oh, I love them so much. Oh yeah, they're great. So when y'all go to AEW show, y'all need to bring their guilty oh, pleasures. No. No. What's yours, Aubrey? Um, Taco Bell and ice cream. Ice cream. What ice flavor? Cream. What flavor ice cream? Um, so I, I recently went vegan this year, so it's been really hard to find. Yeah. Um, it's been really hard to find a good ice cream, but so delicious makes a really good it's cashew bomb. caramel. Oh hell yes! And the it's coconut so good. milk is like super creamy. Like it's it's good. It's good. That's the best vegan ice cream. Can you eat a whole pint? Uh, is there any other way? Hell yes. <laughs> I don't know why they put servings on those. It's like serving is the whole thing. Like you're like, not gonna have half a cup. It's not gonna happen. Who does that? Don't Nobody. even try. No, Just eat like, it. Oh, a quarter. Just commit. Yeah, like, eat I'm the whole thing. Measure. Like no. Okay, ladies, if you could have one superpower. What would you choose? No. I would have Slayer strength, 100%. I'm a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. It's my favorite show ever. And if I could have Slayer strength, oh hell yes. Mine would be to like stop time, just be able to pause time, mostly so I can get more sleep in a day. But also just because I think there's there's so many moments, like important moments in our life that when we look back, we're like, oh my gosh, that was huge. But in the in the moment, you it's. You look, you almost breeze right past it. So I think that's what I would want. 
I, I would probably say a shapeshifter. Um, Mystique is a total badass babe, and she uses her power like she she's my role model. Like, <laughs> I, I think I would pick to be invisible. Yeah, oh. me too. <laughs> so I can hear all the shit that you guys talk about me. I see y'all look at me in the hallway like. I want to read the minds and be there when y'all are talking behind the doors. <laughs> Invisible. Or fly. I don't know. I would choose fly. Ooh. Flying would be so fun. I feel yeah, like because I'm dynamite, I can so just easy. like sit up and go, and I don't have to go to an airport just to skip that step. But a fly right? regurgitates its food. That's kind of gross, you, you would get though. like bugs in your teeth. You I get, don't like, care, you man. Don't it's worth it. You can just I, close your mouth fiber. and fly. Fiber. I would rather teleport so we don't have to fly. That's oh, yeah. my worst yeah. part. Yeah. All right, teleport. You win, Britt. You win. But you don't get to wear a cape then. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about this way too much. Did y'all, did y'all answer? You did? Okay. Fine, fine, definitely. Okay. So we all have rituals before we get ready for a match. So with mine was a little different because I would have like two to five promos a night. So my ritual was I would get ready, hair, makeup, get dressed, and I would go and find a corner somewhere where no one's around where I could memorize and focus my promos. And I always felt that if I didn't take that time for myself, my promos weren't as good as I, I wanted them to be. So that was something that was really important was that as long as my agent knew where I was at, then I could go and just kind of hide for two hours. Because some of my promos, they're horrible. I mean, they were really long. And that's how Excuse Me came up because I forgot my promo one night. <laughs> so that, that's my ritual. It has to, I have to have the steps, do my hair, makeup, get dressed, and then go find a corner to right before we go out. Um, so I do a couple of kind of, I think, normal things, but maybe they're not once I say them out loud. Um, the first thing I do is I pace everywhere. I mean, I, and I will, and I also break down to people what I'm doing at all times. Like, she I'll, narrates you her talk life. to yourself. She narrates, she narrates It's like a sitcom. I do. I will walk up to someone and be like, okay, I, I, I got to go pace. And I'll just turn around and then I'll come back and I'll be like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I'll go do it. And I don't know, I don't know if it's like a nervous tick. Or what? It's pretty great, actually. Like, we get a kick out of it. Constantly narrating my life. So that, and then also, um, I have, like, kind of things that I have to have on my person before matches or promos or anything. So I wear the same socks every match, pretty much. Um, I always have the same kind of energy drink, and I won't get any other flavor. Um, I usually have Sour Patch Kids on me. Um, have, and if I don't have those things, I feel like I can't perform properly, which is probably just in my head. But um, those are like the three, I would say. Yeah, pacing, candy, and my socks. Nice. Okay, who's it? Go ahead, Aubrey. Um, I've got, <coughs> sorry, it's not a smoker swear. Um, I've got a couple. Uh, I always do yoga the morning of show day, even if it's just like 20, 30 minutes. Um, so that's one. Two, I always kind of like jump around like a boxer right before I go through the curtain. It's just like one of those like hype you up things. Yeah. And it's like, even though I'm not wrestling, I'm like, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna got this, I got this. Um, and then third, I actually have um, a note that one of my coaches sent me right after Double or Nothing. And I make sure I read it on show day. Just to kind of like, one, put me in my place. And then two, like remind me like, I'm here, this is my life. So do you want to share that with that? No, note? no. Okay. <laughs> it's very personal, sorry. Well, no, that's good. Go ahead, Britt. Um, so I always make sure that I have a spray tan, and if I don't, I will Uber 30 minutes somewhere wherever we are to go get a spray tan. You told me the other day, you're so like, I can't important. wrestle, I didn't get a spray tan. I was like, tan. I don't have a sp I was expecting more sun on this cruise, I was not prepared. Yeah. But, um, but no, I'm, I'm huge on like, probably excessively checking with like the producers, like, has anything changed? Has anything changed? Because live TV, Holy shit, new world, ev things are changing every five seconds, which is, which is tough. Um, and I also read a note that my boyfriend wrote to me the first night that we had live TV. And really, that's it. Oh, green tea, I always drink green tea. Yeah, you always have green tea. Because it helps with bloating. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Huh? You wear the same socks. Oh, I, I do wear the same socks, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Tell Tanelli. them what kind of socks you no, wear? No, no, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> that's our secret. Go ahead, Penelope. What's your ritual? I feel like I'm, I'm messing up somewhere because I, I feel like I don't have one. I like gum. Okay. I'm like, where's my gum and sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> That's your ritual. That's your, that, like, I guess that gum. is. I mean, I have to have a spray tan, too, because then I just 
feel awful about myself. Is there something you take on the on the trip that's in your suitcase, maybe that that you don't leave home without? No, I don't collect anything either. <laughs> I, okay. I'm a lame human. No, that's. <laughs> but you're unique, and that's you. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> You aren't a slave to having to do these certain things before yeah. every match. Oh, we're jumping hurt. through hoops. You're, You're living totally free. <laughs> I living also free. I also pray before every match too. Like and I don't know, maybe this is too personal, but every time, like literally before every time I walk through the curtain, I thank God profusely for the opportunity. And I do I've been doing that for years and years and years and years. That's awesome. Go ahead, Nyla. Um, same ritual, I check my tan. That was <laughs> Am I the only one that doesn't tan? Yeah, I look in the mirror and I'm like, yep, still tan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I stretch. Uh, you get thunder thighs. I don't want to, like, rip something. So try to stretch these big old tree trunks out. Um, outside of that, I think uh, I just kind of take in the moments. Um, I like to steal peeks of the audience and kind of see what you guys are doing and... Uh, take those moments, think about who my opponent is and how things could play out, things of, you know, their match is their past, my match is my past, and, and try to formulate a strategy to win. That's awesome. So um, in the wrestling industry, what would be a mentor from someone past or current that, that motivates you and kind of gets you that motivation to be the best that you can? I, I think mine is Sherry Martel. I loved her to pieces. Um, yeah. And also, uh, Miss Elizabeth, and I knew them personally, and I just, and, and Nancy Benoit. She's like my sister that I, I miss every day. And these women were just so incredible, and I don't think they had that much credit given to them back then because, you know, it's just, I think it's mainly the guys were focused, and I, I just wish they had more credit that was due to them when they were, when they were around. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you because people just think I'm eye candy and I'm not. Like, I, I can do both roles. But to be a manager is a huge, it's a huge part of a match. Oh, uh, oh hell yeah. Like, yeah. oh, hell yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it, with being the manager, you know, so much, if you have, like, one high spot or one, you know, uh, angle that you have to do and they're depending on you, there's a lot at stake for that. I yes, mean, and yeah. it's... It's nerve-wracking because you have one job, just one job to do for the night. And, and you know, working with Edge and, and Dolph, they were so great with me. I mean, they really helped me out. And if I didn't know what a wrestling move was or what they were doing, I'm like, wait, show me what you're going to do so I can be there. And they were just, they, that's how you learn. And that's how it was passing the knowledge, you know, to help me out. Yeah. I think that there is a real art form to managing. It's not easy. It is difficult and it is its own magical thing. And it's separate from wrestling in a way because I don't know, you're just, you really have to pay attention to everything that goes on. And I feel like I learned so much being a manager and I love it. And people co constantly ask me when I'm gonna, you know, mix in with the women. Of course I wanna do that, but I truly love managing. It is so much fun. I was telling Aubrey in my podcast that I depend on the, on the referee so much because especially with commercial break and what time is left, I mean, you have a really important job and I value the referees in any match. Yeah. yeah, it's like on top of yelling at everybody, I'm getting all of this information in earpiece that I'm now relaying to everybody, which is like when you have a six-man tag with a manager, now you've got seven people you have to talk to constantly and you're getting stuff every minute. So it's like, there's a reason my voice is gone today. <laughs> Aubrey, she like talks me off the ledge pretty much every time All before time. I wrestle. I, I am the most nervous human ever, but also when I got my concussion and oh fight for God. the falling, I was concussed almost, it was the start of the match. Very start. The whole match she was checking on me. If you go back and watch it, you will see her come, come to find me every five you seconds. You good girl, you good. And the whole night, that guy wasn't allowed to sleep. She, we had, we had hotels on different floors. I was on six, you were on nine. Uh, every hour of the night, this was doctor's orders, Aubrey would go up to my room, wake me up, are you okay? Text the doctor, come I go back to doctor, her room. I texted the doctor, I texted Cody, I texted the Bucks. Yeah. And like, and I then, got on the plane and I slept. Right, and then, <laughs> it, it, I mean, I just, how, how awesome of a human, right? To, to, right? 
She like, could have went to the after party, the epic after party in Jacksonville. Oh it's like God. our home, but instead she was literally helping me making sure that my brain was okay. Yeah. I mean, like, that's, that's the thing, I, just I as a tangent to that, I don't think people realize, like, the role of a referee. Like, my number one job is safety, and it's making sure that everyone in the ring is safe. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, you had the concussion and whatnot, but I think from that, like, we developed a concussion protocol because, like, all of the stuff that we brought up as a, like, an afterthought of that, like, hey, you know, we really need to talk about this, we need to, like, do what we can. And it's nice because like AEW listens to us and they care about us. So like, no, we need to, how do we handle this going forward? Because we don't want this to happen yeah. again. Um, so it's like anytime someone's potentially hurt, like I'm communicating to the back constantly. I'm talking to the doctor. Like Kip um, dislocated his finger in a match. Yeah. He took a dive on the outside. I think it was a triple threat with Sonny and Peter Avalon. Yep. So I check on him. I look at the doctor and I'm like, eh. I go to Peter, I'm like, go get some heat, brother. And he just starts suplexing Sonny. Like, like that's what I'm doing the whole time. So who's your mentor that you look oh, up Oh, mentor. To? Um, Earl Hebner is, is a big one. I mean, my name on the indies was Girl Hebner, so it's kind of like, you know, it, that was a given. Um, which he loved, by the way. He calls me G. Hebner now. It's great. Um, I think also in addition to that, um, Jessica over at SmackDown. Um, so she was the one that originally got me my WWE tryout. And she's been a huge help for me because I had zero TV experience. I'll let the closer. So understanding like how to be a referee on TV and all of the differences that come with that that you don't experience on the indies. Like she's been a big help. And we talk all the time. Like I'll text her whenever she's like doing a main event when she moved up. Like all these things. So she's been a huge help to me. So. Um, I think my uh, one of my guys that I always, I've always looked up to and has always been so amazing and supporting, supportive of me is Tommy Dreamer. Oh, yes. Give me a pod louder, he's awesome. <laughs> he, um, he, I mean, every time I'm on or I have a match, he will text me and give me all like the pointers or things that he saw that he thinks I can do better or whatever. He's taken so much time with me. Every time I have a match, he'll pull me aside and help me out. He's, uh, he's just like, a gem of a human being. And I don't think I would be here if it weren't for Tommy Dreamer, for real. So who's next on your mentor? I, I have a few, um, a few for sure. Nagayo Chigusa in Japan, she kind of took me under her wing pretty early. And uh, when I toured Japan, she reshaped my whole style. And that's kind of when I found my groove and found my stride. And, and I even saw a change when I came back stateside. Um, and if it wasn't for her, if it wasn't for Marvelous and uh, Mako Saitomura with the opportunities in Sendai Girls, I really don't think I would be, you know, have been in a position to be discovered by AEW. I don't think I would be here if, if it weren't for them. So I owe them a huge thank you. Um, but then, you know, obviously backstage we have tons of coaches and everyone is so giving. Like they say, never meet your heroes. Like that's so wrong. Like so wrong. The furthest even, thing from the truth. Like even even on this boat, like some of my heroes. I, I I'm scared to name names. I don't want to ruin reputations. But uh, so the people that I've met have been so encouraging and supportive. And it's like you almost made this beast cry. Like don't. <laughs> but but yeah. Calm. You want to share some of those names? I mean, because. If you want, I mean, because there are, Walmart. there's a lot of legends on this boat. Scott Hall, Ric Flair, Victoria, Chavo Guerrero, Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, everyone's been just so welcoming and supportive, and it's, it's been very self-affirming. Like, it's kind of like, okay, maybe I am in the right place. Um, but then backstage, like I said, Dustin and Kong, um, they, they, they're guiding me, and I'm, I'm listening to everything they say. And once in a while, Dean Malenko, he's the man of a thousand holds. Oh, my but God. He's, oh, my God. I love the, Dean. He's the man of 5,000 pointers. Like, after every match, he's like, hey, come over here, come over here. And jokes, too. Oh, my he God. He has the driest All he does is jokes. It is so funny. It's like, hey, Dean, what's up? And then I'll walk away. Yeah. You, you would never expect it, but he's, he's, he's a practical joker. He's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Um, no, so I, have a, I also have more than one, but um, one of, two of my trainers actually were Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. So Candice always, like, always checks in on me. She's always, always watching our shows, checking in. Here, how are you? How's this? How's that? Which is awesome. But actually, my first mentor on the indies was Rhino. Um, I did a seminar of his, and he... Oh, yeah, he's great! Yeah, Rhino. <laughs> um, he just... 
I guess saw something in a seminar, and from that from that point on, was always in contact with me. Um, I you know I would have never sent an application to to WWE to get extra work if it wasn't for him because I was like, oh, I'm I'm so new. And I remember he said, you're new. Well, what would Vince McMahon do? I'm like, okay, I'll send it in. <laughs> um, and then, of course, my boyfriend, because he, I mean, I, I would say nobody on the planet has helped me more than he has, because he has the most genuine, like, interest in me. He wants to help me get better. Um, he's going to be brutally honest all the time, because he knows, he knows that's, that's, what's best for, that's what's best for me. It's what's best for everybody in wrestling, is to hear the truth. If someone just sugarcoats it and tells you you're awesome, first off, they're lying, and nobody benefits from that. So feed, good feedback, honest feedback is the best kind. That's, that's good advice, yeah. Okay, so um, what, what would be your career if you weren't in wrestling? <laughs> that's what I look for. <laughs> so if, if, when, the podcast, when the podcast comes out, Allie just had another scared look on her face. And so <laughs> that's what I love is when I see the gifts okay. and I know how to answer. I, I, I li literally have... No idea. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I started. I went. I started wrestling when I was 18, and I was still. And it was like the tail end of high school. And then I remember going like, I'm gonna go to college, and I'm gonna be doing this. And and but like nothing ever worked. I tried to be like normal and do like normal people things, and I. I hated like every second of it. What are normal people things? <laughs> okay, well, okay, I've, I've worn many yeah, different hats. Look at, look at, look at. I try. Okay, there was one point where I decided I was going to be a makeup artist. Okay, so I went to school for that, and then I realized I don't like touching people's faces. So, it's a, it's a big part of it. So that didn't work out. Then I, then I actually worked for an attorney for a while in an office. I mean, that was. I don't know if anybody works in an office, but dear lord, like that was just. So, um, but I always, like, wrestling was just, that was all I've ever wanted to do was wrestling. And it was the only thing that stuck. Nothing else stuck. And uh, I would be very lost without it. Um, I would still be making video games. Uh, I only left my full-time job just because AEW was so great and, you know, they're taking care of me. But I'd definitely still be in the game industry. There's, there's a lot going on and it's a very fun place to be, so... So, what would you be doing, Britt? No, um, actually, I probably, had wrestling not taken off like it did, I probably would have went for more school to do a specialty, like orthodontics or not oral surgery, because that's literally like another six years, and I cannot, I cannot do that to myself, but some sort of specialty, like perio or endo, something, something just, you know, more specialty. Although I love general dentistry, and I'm very happy to do that for the rest of my life. Go ahead, Penelope. <laughs> Well, before I found wrestling, I was going to school to be a dentist. <laughs> and you couldn't hack it? Did no. you know Britt Baker's a dentist? Are you? No. Oh, she, my God. she knows about the mandibular, mandibular, digibular. <laughs> but being a dermatologist would be my number one, but couldn't get into that because you had to do that right out of school. But popping pimples and all those, those gross videos on YouTube... I'm all about it. Oh, hey. dude. Oh, so I dude. love them. So to bring that up, I love Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, no, he's the best. Yes, he's the best. Is it weird my mouth like salivates when I watch those things? Yes. 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 Oh, yes. I mean, now there's a new show. It's yes. called My Feet Are Killing Me. Have y'all seen that? Not Try that one. Wait, is that when they clip your toe, the toenails? Oh, no. oh, yeah. guys, I guys, love guys. it. Guys. Love it. I love it. I Even love the thought it. of that makes me want to throw up. So, <laughs> you guys say I'm gross because I'm a dentist. Like, these, they're freaks well, up here. And I well, you get to pick people's teeth. That's pretty gross. I, no, I don't. I'm not sitting there picking them. I might Well, that's dentist. why I wanted to be a dentist. So <laughs> I told, I told Britt on my podcast that every time I go to dentist, I'm such a baby. You could slap me, kick me, throw me out of the ring. I don't care. But you show me, like, you know, the needles, are, the tools that are going in my mouth or the noises or my head's going back and forth. I have to have the laughing gas. I have to get fucked up before I sit down on that chair because I am not going to sit there and have you in my mouth and I can't see what you're doing. So, yeah, yeah, same, same. I'm with you, I'm with you. There's a lot um, of people like you. <laughs> if, uh, if it wasn't wrestling, I'd still probably be in the entertainment industry. I, I did acting before wrestling, but if it was just normal people stuff, normal. as Ali says. 
outside of all that, and I'm probably going to regret saying this because everyone's going to come to me backstage going, my, my neck hurts, Nyla, but I studied massage therapy. Oh. So, Hi, Nyla. You have the strength for that. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, they used to call me NyQuil because I would put you to sleep on the table. My back hurts. See, I, I saw my that. Yeah, what are you doing later? My Am I everything hurts? Can we talk later? <laughs> so we're going to open up uh, some Q&A from the audience. And uh, if you guys have a question for the ladies, please feel free. We have a guy with a microphone right there. Hello. Does anyone have a Q&A for the ladies? So what was the uh, game or any of the games you were working on when you were uh, in that oh, industry? Oh, man. Um, so what were any of the games I've been working on? I've been very, like, like, close to the chest about this. Like, I don't know. Um, so I have this tattoo in my arm, and it's a star right because I was the lead producer on the Scribblenauts franchise. Um, I've also worked on a couple, a, a bunch of games that never see the light of day because they all got canceled. Um, I worked on Camelot Unchained, spiritual successor to Mythic's... Uh, um, whatever, uh, Dark Age Camelot. Uh, I worked in VR for a bit. So I've, I've, done, I've done a little bit of everything. I've done console, I've done PC, I've done free-to-play mobile. I've, I've done it all. It was like 10 years. It's a blur. I told this yesterday to Naya, and I've told you years ago about it. 10 years ago, I was trained to be a pro wrestler, and I was told I couldn't be one because I'm plus size. Fuck them. I know, so... I know, but I wanted to actually be in the ring and wrestle. But I was told, you have to lose 50 pounds, you have to do this, you have to be... That's the absolute shape. worst. Would you girls want to see more plus-size women in competing in the ring now? Absolutely. Of course. Oh, yes. Hands down, absolutely. I, I would love to see more women, period. It, screw that plus-size, it, it, you know, petite, screw that. Just more women, more badass women getting in the ring doing badass stuff. You know, yeah, absolutely. You know, to add to your point and your question, you know, when I came in, I was really heavy. And so you had beautiful women like Charmel, you had Michelle McCool, Layla, beautiful women. But I was the only one having TV time because the girls didn't get a lot of TV time because their matches would get cut. So, and I tell, I tell little girls, I tell women, I tell you, it's not how you look, it's what you can do and believe in yourself. And that's 100%. what counts. Because if I listen to every no and everything that a fan would tell me or even my own family would tell me, if they said, you, you don't look the part, now I'll say, now look at me and see what, tell me now that you said no. Yeah. I think that's one of the great things about AEW is like we're branching out and bringing in talent that all looks different that you normally wouldn't see on TV. Like not all of our guys are like over six foot, like body dudes. Like we've got Marco Stunt. Like Marco Stunt would not be successful potentially at any other company, but he's killing it here. Like, he's, he's a bit of a party. He's a legend. Too. He's a legend, yeah. especially at karaoke. <laughs> I, and I, I feel, it just makes me, ugh, I don't wanna get emotional, but it makes me so angry that, um, you know, women or, or people feel like they have to look a certain way to live out their dreams because it's such fucking bullshit. Like, it is complete bullshit. And anyone that says to you, like, you can't do this because you're this or that, like, seriously, tell them to go fuck themselves and live out your dream. Like, for real. Do you. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. And, like, social media today, it's great because it's a platform for everybody to have a voice, but it is very toxic. Like, the, some of the hate we get is, like... Like, death threats, hate because you didn't like a segment or you didn't like this move. It's not like that. Like, let it roll off your back. That's, I, I wish, I mean, no, no I, wouldn't, I would never wish that on anyone, but I wish sometimes people could understand how hurtful the words they say. Because we, we do see them. It's not oh, like we, we do. Oh, yeah, we, we do. do. We see all the hate, all the, and we see the positivity, too. And, and our fans, you know, a lot of our fans are wonderful. But just going on with, like, the negativity and the, the, the toxicity, sometimes it's really a lot. So it, it can be quite hurtful. And I think you just have no idea what somebody's going through. You don't know what their life is like. Even if you see them on television and it looks a certain way, like you don't know personally what they're dealing with. And you know, 
most of the time it rolls off your back, but sometimes things are so mean that it's, you know, you don't know that what if deep down, think about this for a second, deep down, you might think something horrible about yourself and you may never say it out loud, but then somebody says that to you and confirms this horrible thing that you feel about yourself is the truth. And for a second, you think it is real. And it's just, we just all need to be kinder to each other. And I think that has to do with mental health, you know? And Absolutely. That, 100%. That, that's a big problem for today is that these keyboard warriors that sit behind their, key, their computers and, you know, I still get stuff that people say to me from years back and I'm just like, you know, it's, it's, it's actually, you know, just shameful because, you know, it, we, all, we all are created equal and we're all women, we're all men, and we all are just trying to make a living. And I just think that I didn't have social media back then when I was, you know, during my, my tenure with WWE, but now seeing it, I just think, gosh, it probably, would, it probably would have been really hurtful to me and just hard to keep continuing. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, I don't want to get too heavy, but I think you know, that there's this um, stigma around mental health and mental health issues that I think it's so important that if we are a little bit kinder to people that, you know, and we're a little bit more open, like I've tried to be very open about, you know, my battles with depression. And um, I just, I, I really do believe that we need to show compassion to other people and, and try not to be so gosh darn negative. And it's not to say you can't like stuff. We all have our own opinions and that's totally fine, but Let's try not to attack each other. <laughs> There's a difference between criticism and just like outright being a dick. Yeah, yeah you don't have to like everything, but no. don't at Britt Baker. You suck. Go, like go jump off, go jump into the ocean. We don't need that. Just keep yeah. it, keep it in. Be kind. All right, is there another question? Hi, ladies. You're all awesome. Thank you. Um, I want to know what your all-time favorite finishing moves are, and if you could do a, a finisher, what would be like the one you could pick? regardless of your skill level currently, because there's some things that are real tough. <laughs> the the vertebraker is probably my all-time favorite. I can name more if you guys need more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I respect, you know, have the, the utmost respect for all of the flippy, super athletic things, because I cannot, I would not, that would be the last day of my wrestling career, because I would paralyze <laughs> myself. So, um, like, Pac, I love Pac's finisher. I think he's amazing. Anything, anything where they go to the top rope, because I also don't go up there very often. They jump off and they flip. That's, for me, I'm, I'm, that, I'm sold. I'm like, wow. Fearless and athletic. Well, then why did you try to push me off the top rope when I went to do my swanton? I, it, it didn't I seem like you appreciated that. I can't hear you through that gingivitis. What a bitch. <laughs> oh. Uh, I would do a 450. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> Just trying to lighten the subject on. <laughs> okay, well, I think if I could go back in time and steal Shawn Michaels' sweet chin music and then that be my finisher, even though I guess I'd still use a super kick, but it to be as deadly, because let's be real, his is the most deadliest ever super kick. Um, so I would, I would be like, in my pocket. <laughs> um, what do you think, Aubrey? Todd, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think I just like to yell a lot and finish it that way. That's the finish. Oh, like, she yeah. yells and then people just die. <laughs> Have a tantrum right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, I see, I see so many finishes because I've got the best seat in the house. Um, I think, like, my favorite right now is Darby's Coffin Drop. I think because it, it like, legitimately hurts. Like, it's, it's like, he, I, I don't know how he's not dead. <laughs> Seriously. But it's, like, for him to, like, literally put his body through that every match. Uh, I have a lot of respect for him. Okay. Oh, there's, there's one. Hello, ladies. Hi. Val Venus, is that you? My, my name is Frank Roman. I said that Hi, so they could get it on the podcast. Shoot your shot, buddy. Smart. Thank you. Listen, um, two questions. One is, which one of you are going to beat Rio for the title? And then the second question is, if there's somebody in a different organization, different wrestling company, who would you want to wrestle? Uh, one, the first question, me. Um, <laughs> no. Right. And um, I like Priscilla Kelly. Yeah. Rich just wrestled her, but. I beat her. 
It's easier for me then. <laughs> Definitely me. I mean, gonna beat Rio. Like, what the hell? Like, what? You really, I mean, really? You did lose on the first. Yeah, you didn't do it the first time. Of AEW. Break it up, ladies. And if you had me in your corner, it might have been a different situation. Hey, Again, back it up, back it up, back would it up. you like to see me in her corner? You put me in a bad mood. I didn't even want to answer the second question now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need time to think. Come back to me. Come back to me. Well, I guess um, if I could wrestle any woman, it would probably be Natalia. Um, she, so we, I was on the indies with her and we just never got to wrestle each other. And, I, and then she went to WWE and I was like, oh gosh, now I'm never gonna be able to wrestle her. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, I think that would be, yeah, I would love to wrestle Natalia, yeah. Um, I never wrestled. I have no interest in wrestling. Um, but so if there was a, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty happy yelling at people. Uh, I don't wanna take bumps. So um, if, I, if there's a wrestler I could work with, uh, Mercedes Martinez is. I'm so happy that she ended up somewhere it would have preferred here, but the amount of knowledge she has and like what she can give to anyone in the locker room is incredible. And the few times I got to work with her were just a phenomenal. I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, like, she's, she's like, dope, she's dope. Tangled a few times, obviously in the Casino Battle Royale. Yes. Um, we've had a few spats here and there. I think mm -hmm. we had like a triple threat one time in New Jersey somewhere, but definitely like the girl knows her stuff and congratulations to her. Couldn't be more proud and happy for her. She's living her dream. That's what this is all about. Yes. But selfishly, ah, I want that. I, I think um, recently it would be Rhea Ripley because I think oh my she God. is so, oh my God. she has it all. I mean, when, and I, I see her at, at the gym and I like, you, you look at her twice because she just has that, that it factor. She looks she's like scary. a star. She's great. She's great on the mic. I think she has it all and I would love to work with her. Um, and I do want to say quickly, um, so when I was on the indies for a while and I was managing uh, the Blade, he went by Pepper Parks at the time, uh, I would um, scream a lot at ringside <laughs> and uh, drove everybody up the wall, um, including my husband. Um, but a few people said that uh, I reminded them of you. And I felt it was such an honor. And I remember back then thinking like, God, it would be so amazing if there was a match and we could both be at ringside and just drive the entire audience insane. So if I could be in AEW, we could do that. Hell yes. <laughs> That's, thank you, that was sweet. Did everyone answer? Okay, is there another question? Hi, over here. Hi. Uh, first off, I just, I, I think it's real important to say thank you. Thank you guys. Um, for me, uh, this is intense, but I battle my own anxiety, and to have the six of you up there preaching, be kind, um, is so very important. I'm looking at a bunch of badasses up there that are willing to take the time to tell people, hey, just be kind. And, and thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you for sharing so your story. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my question is for you, Aubrey, actually, when it comes to being a ref, um, you get a lot of the lessons as far as know the rules, know where the hard cam is. Now, is there any subtlety in the art form of refereeing oh that made it click for you that was like, all right, now I kind of get what I'm supposed to be doing out there? Uh, thank you. Great question. Um, so first off, thank you for sharing your story. Uh, I'm not really public about this, but I got diagnosed with bipolar about eight years ago, and I've been on medication, and you wouldn't know it because I'm this like cheerful, happy-go-lucky person, but you never know when someone's struggling. So like, that's kind of why we preach be kind. Everyone's going through a battle. You just may not be able to see it when they have a smile on their face. So thank you very much. Um, to answer your question about subtleties of referee, like, I'd say like, that's a good chunk of the job because my, my goal is to be seen enough that the crowd can understand kind of what's happening but not draw the attention away. And it's a delicate balance and there's a lot of opinions on the internet about how, how good I am at that or not. Um, but little things like, um, for instance, when guys are running the ropes, I run in the opposite direction to make them look faster. Um, 
I say the rule multiple times before I start counting. So if there's a new fan in the crowd, they understand why I'm counting. Um, I might start counting a little bit later to help the heels get heat. Um, Woo! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like my job, like, I mean, we're, we're totally breaking kayfabe here, but like my job is to help the wrestlers tell a story. Heel rat, heel rat. So there's, there's little things that like tag team psychology is huge. And like, I'm so happy we have Jerry Lynn backstage to help with that. But the referee has a huge role in making sure that tag team wrestling comes off the way it does. And especially at a company like AEW, where tag team wrestling is like a primary focus for us. Like the psychology of that and being able to help tell those stories is vastly important. We've got one last question back here. So thank you for talking with us today. Um, my question is, you had mentioned that you get a lot of harsh criticism on social media and throughout your day-to-day -day lives with what you do. Is it harder to be a heel or easier than a face because people kind of expect you to be an asshole and you're really not? Or is it um, easier because of that? Nyla? Um, it does work in the favor of being a heel and someone's being an asshole. You can actually work the part in a restaurant or in the hallway or yeah. on deck. I mean, have you seen yeah. MJF? Like, oh my goodness, yes. I've had to apologize met many times for MJF this week, and I'm so sorry if you were affected by him. We'll be eating with him, we're just like, we're so sorry, we're so sorry, just we don't know why we signed him. Just apologizing like we're sorry. Um, I, you know, hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily easier. I guess, you know, when you're heel, you're able to sort of talk back a little bit, um, but, I wouldn't say criticism is really the issue. It's not really criticism that, that's a problem. I mean, you can criticize, you know, I think constructive criticism is fine. It's more about when you're being attacked on a personal level and you really can't say much back because unfortunately a lot of these people that are saying really nasty things want you to engage with them. And there are times where I do engage and I get a little nasty and then I'm like, why are you doing this? This is so silly, like don't do this. Um, so I think it's less about the criticism and more about you know, people just being uh, very, very mean, you know? It's, it's a weird phenomenon. It's, I, I, I don't even know if it has a name but I kind of call it like bro society. Like they seem to go out of their way like to be just out of their way nasty for some online recognition for what? Like you can't cash that in. It's not gonna give you like a month's free rent. Like I don't, like what are you doing, right? So whatever it is they're chasing, yeah, sometimes you wanna try to steer clear of it, not give them their moment in the spotlight, but sometimes they just make it so easy to just roast them on the spot. So it's, it's, it's a delicate balance trying to not engage, but you know, pick pick your battles. I guess I would say, like find and find the find the right one. To, to it's like it's satisfying for a second, but then you know, and I don't know. Like at the end of the day, and we're all human beings, and I really believe that when somebody is super nasty and attacking you to the point of like, whoa, what the hell is wrong with you? There's something going on in that person's life because normal people don't attack other human beings. It's just not normal. Um, so it's like, it's satisfying for a second, but then it's like, yo, this person is probably so sad. I, I don't know why I'm even wasting my time. I, I love the block button. I block it. If anybody or can block me, block. Block. Mute, block. Oh, everyone's muted. I Every mean, single most person of the time is I muted. just don't care. Yeah. I just don't care. And like in, in my situation, so I started off as, as, as a, the main baby face and one of the, they was to preach my accolades to the world that I was a dentist, so much to the point that that actually, so many fans like turned on me, which for me at first was heartbreaking. I was like, oh my God, I went to school for eight years. My biggest accomplishment is that I'm a doctor and a wrestler only for it to become a joke. So at first that sucked. But it gets to a point where you have to join in the fun too. There's difference between f like f like fun nitpicking, but then when it gets like aggressive and hurtful, then that, you're getting that's blocked. That's the difference. That's the difference because we're not saying you can't, you know, speak your opinions. That's not it. It's it's how you say them. It's how you say yeah. them. Yeah, and you know, again, you have no idea. You don't know what what our life is like. Like I mean, you know, I, I say this like you know, this gentleman mentioned he has anxiety. I mean people have mental health issues and sometimes it doesn't happen all the time but once in a while you read something and you're like 
you want to crawl into a hole and never come out. Yeah. So I delete Twitter once like every month and a half. <laughs> That's good. Ladies, it's, I can't believe the hour's already gone. What? Thank you That's for taking great. an hour out of your relaxing vacation slash work. Yeah. Give them a big applause. This was legit so fun. This Thank was the you. best. This Thank is you. Good. So Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, ladies. I wish y'all success, love, and happiness. And I'm so proud of each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys, if you get a social media card and there is an autograph on it, a blue Sharpie, I have a giveaway just for you. Uh-oh. You should have got my social media card, huh? There's some right here on the table. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of the Excuse Me podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast platform. Check out our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash excuse me, Vicky, or follow me on Twitter and Instagram and email us at excusemevicky at outlook.com with questions or comments. Until next time, excuse me!